Well, let me add my greetings to those of you who are joining us from home and to say a very Merry Christmas to you and your family. Uh, it's so good for us to be able to be together like this on Christmas Eve. And also just to remind you that we do look forward to being able to seeing you face-to-face -face very soon, Lord willing, in the new year. You may have heard the famous Christmas truce story that has been told and retold over the last hundred years about peace in a most unlikely situation. How World War I began in July of 1914. Five months later at Christmas, an unusual thing happened. As soldiers on both sides of the enemy line laid down their guns, got out of their trenches, crossed across that no man's land and began to visit with one another, to share greetings and some small gifts, in some places to sing Christmas carols and even play a game of football. Soldiers wrote home about this amazing day and some of their letters have survived even till today. Newspapers picked up that story and told an amazed world about what had taken place. It truly was an amazing event. And it makes us wonder if peace could happen in a setting like that. Is peace possible for our lives today? Now, you will know that that word peace is central to the Christmas story. Love, joy, hope, and peace. We hear it in the Christmas carols. We see it in Christmas decorations. We read it in Christmas cards. And of course, the Bible reminds us. Isaiah 9, uh, the prophet looking forward to Jesus, said he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And when the angels announced the birth of Jesus just outside Bethlehem to those fearful shepherds, they used these words, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom His favor rests. In the simplest terms, Jesus Christ came to bring peace that we are so longing for. He entered into our war-torn world. And I want to leave you with just this one thought on Christmas Eve. That true and lasting peace, true and lasting peace, can only come through Jesus Christ. Now tomorrow we know, again this year, there will be a ceasefire. Literally, in some places around the world, soldiers will lay down their arms for one day, Christmas. For other families, Christmas is the one day of the year when they set aside their differences. Some of you might have come across a, a really obscure Christmas song from a generation ago. Uh, Harry Stewart, who put on a Swedish accent and took on the stage name Yogi Jorgensen, wrote the funny Christmas song, I Yes Go Nuts at Christmas. And it's long and it's funny and he has a funny Swedish accent. But the song ends this way when he says, Yes before Christmas dinner, I relax to a point. Then relatives start swarming all over the yoint. On Christmas, I hug and I kiss my wife's mother. The rest of the year, we don't speak to each other. After dinner, my aunt and my Uncle Louie get into an argument. They're both awful screwy. Then my wife's family say Louie is right. And my goofy relations, they join in the fight. Back in the corner, the radio's playing. And over the racket, Gabriel Heater is saying, Peace on earth, everybody, and goodwill towards men. And just at that moment, someone slugs Uncle Ben. 
They all run outside whooping for the neighbors to hear. Oh, I'm so glad Christmas comes just once a year. Well, some would say peace is elusive. In fact, there is no such thing as peace on earth. Just watch the headlines. So 2021 opened with an attack on the U.S. Capitol. And not by foreign terrorists, but by U.S. citizens themselves. In Canada, we mourned the discovery of thousands of unmarked graves at residential schools. We watched as the Taliban seized power again in Afghanistan. And as the Rohingya Muslims genocide continues in Myanmar, let alone the many relational fractures that we saw because of the differing opinions and approaches to the COVID-19 pandemic. And for some, peace might feel as elusive as that Christmas carol, I heard the bells on Christmas day. It starts off, I heard the bells on Christmas day, their old familiar carols play. And wild and sweet the words repeat of peace on earth, goodwill to men. But verse 3 is really like a, a, a splash of water in your face when he, when he says, But in despair I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow penned those words back in the 1860s at the height of the U.S. Civil War. It was a very dark season in the nation's life and in his own personal life. In fact, some of the verses of that carol have long been lost or at least not remembered. We don't hear them. We don't sing them. They were written specific to that context. Listen to one verse. Then from each black and cursed mouth, the cannons thundered in the south. And with the sound, the carols drown of peace on earth, goodwill to men. You see, Longfellow was in a dark season of his life. In 1861, his wife died tragically at home when she literally and accidentally lit herself on fire and he watched her die. That Christmas, he wrote in his journal, how inexpressibly sad are all holidays. A year later, in 1862, he writes, A Merry Christmas, say the children, but that is no more for me. In 1863, his eldest son was severely wounded in battle, and his journal was literally silent that year. But then somehow in 1864, Longfellow again grabs hold of his faith and his hope and looking forward to what God would do and how God would restore. And he's able then to pen this amazing carol that we have sung for over a hundred years. And he knows that the story doesn't end there. And this last verse then pealed the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail. The right prevail with peace on earth goodwill toward men. You see, this is the great hope that the Bible puts in front of us, that Jesus Christ entered into a war-torn world with a message of peace. And I don't know what's been happening in the private affairs of your own world these days, and what level of peace or conflict you may find yourself in, but it is this hope that keeps us moving forward. And it, it may be the hope that you need at most this Christmas season, that peace is actually possible, that reconciliation can happen, that relationships can be mended 
And oh, how we need this. That the wrong will fail and the right will prevail. You see, our culture doesn't know much about this these days. We know less and less about making peace. The level of hostility that lies just below the surface of so many people's lives, just waiting to explode. And so cut somebody off in traffic and you will likely get the one finger salute. Contradict me on Twitter or Facebook and I simply block you. Disagree with me about any point and you become my enemy. You see, we have somehow bought into the cultural lie. The lie that says, if you don't affirm everything I affirm, then you must hate me. And in turn, I have to hate you too. At Christmas, we're reminded that Jesus came to bring peace. And he came to make peace possible. Ephesians 2 says, for he himself is our peace. And he came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. And that text and its context identifies Jesus as the wall breaker, the peacemaker. It, it literally says that he tears down the hostilities. He tears down the barriers between us on the vertical axis of our lives that we might have peace with God and then makes it possible for us to extend that peace on the horizontal to those around us. It, this is why Jesus came, that he would step between a holy God and sinful humanity, and that he would become our advocate. And not just to advocate for us, but literally to take upon himself our alienation from God. He not only made a way for us to have peace, but he literally became that peace, that he ultimately was alienated from the Father so that we could be brought near to the Father. One biblical claim that I want to leave you with is this. The path to peace stands open. And you see, it's only as we receive the forgiveness that Jesus offers are we able to truly forgive others? It's a path that was opened for us by the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ. And true and lasting peace can only be found in Jesus. And so Christmas Eve, 2021, can I leave you with two simple questions? The first one is very personal. Have you experienced and are you walking in the peace that only God can give? In the midst of whatever it might be, personal crisis, great tragedy, relational conflict, have you turned to the only person who can truly bring peace in the midst of life's storms? And then secondly, is the obvious application. Is there some person with whom you need to make peace this Christmas? that in order to truly celebrate the birth of Christ as our peacemaker and as our peace, that you need to lay down your arms, you need to give up the fight. You need to say, I'm tired of the conflict, I'm tired of the hurtful words, I'm tired of the arguments, and I'm holding out the olive branch of peace. Can we start over? Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men, on whom his favor rests. My prayer for you is that your family, your life, your world, 
and your Christmas would be filled with the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you. Merry Christmas.